Welcome back to Buckle Up, Queers. The show that pushes the boundaries of comfort and humor. Now your hosts, Grunge Cowboy and Buckle Bear. Wait, I fucking love that. Wow, I have been... Honestly, I was thinking, I was like, do I need to reach out to somebody to like come up with a fun little Buckle Bear Roundup theme song? But you did it for me. You, d- you just love me so you. much. I do. Aww. It was fun. It was fun. Episode... We're at episode five. Can you believe it? It's official. This is the longest podcast I've ever recorded. This is five more than I've ever recorded. Same. That's wild. It's crazy, but welcome back. Queers, buckle up for a fun episode. Um, How was your weekend? It has been one of the best weekends of my life. I am currently in Tennessee, and it turns out that I am obsessed with it here. So it's been really good. What are you loving? What do you love about Tennessee? Oh my God. I don't even know. It's hard to explain, but like when you moved and you say that you live in Texas, like specifically the Austin area, does it make you feel at home? Yes. Like do you feel crazy inside when you say that out loud? Yes. I also kind of feel like a little bit braggadocious um because austin is a really cool and fun place to live and coming from somewhere that was the fucking butt crack armpit of california um it feels good to live in a city that's fun so yeah i get it okay feels like so no shade to texas but when i say that the word texas it makes me feel like I want to leave as soon as possible. Okay. When I go visit there and I know that I'm going to leave, I have a good time. But when I am in Tennessee, (laughs) when I'm in Tennessee, I feel like I'm at home and it's the weirdest feeling because I literally know nothing about Tennessee. I don't hardly know anyone here. Like there's just so many factors that I should not have as much of a comfort as I do here, but like everywhere you go, there's live country music. Well, I'm not trying to like convince you about Austin, but Austin is the live music capital of the country. So, which is very weird to me because I've been both to Austin and to Nashville and like walking down the streets in Austin, I'm not hearing a lot of live music, but if you're walking down Broadway in Nashville, Every bar has a live band 24-7 all the time. Don't tell anybody I said this, but I don't even mind the humidity here. <gasps> no. I kind of like it. Oh, my gosh. I was going to send you a TikTok uh, today, um, which I'll pre- still probably send it, but it literally summed up what it's like to live in a very high humidity um state and it basically just kind of said shrek has been in my pants arguing with my ass about whose swamp this is <laughs> <laughs> and i've honestly it is 
a hundred percent true. Like it's words I live by. Swamp ass is a thing in the southern states, and humidity. It's it's gnarly. Um, but my weekend, I was really proud of myself all this summer. I did really good about not complaining about the heat. Like when you were out here with me, I was like not complaining about it. This week it got to me. I don't know if maybe it was the horizon of mid eighties, lower nineties, just like coming right back up. But I was so fucking done with the heat this week. I was just not a happy camper. Um, Also this weekend, I know this for a fact about myself and I don't know why I just tried to skip over it. I am an extroverted introvert, and for those of you who are not aware what the difference between, like, an introverted extrovert is or, like, an extroverted introvert, it's a very dynamic uh, scale where basically an extrovert recharges their batteries when they're socializing with people, and an introvert recharges their batteries when um, they're alone doing their own things, and I, for one, am a very extroverted introvert. So as much as I love socializing with people, I definitely need my alone time. And this weekend, I, this whole week, I tested that to the boundaries. I overscheduled myself from like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, went to like a couple happy hours, um, went out Friday and Saturday and planned on going out on Sunday as well. Um, But my brain and my body said no. Um, I had every intention. I was going to go see Ash Nico down in downtown Austin, bought tickets, um, did the whole, you know, had the whole plan, was going to get ready. And then my body just gave me a headache out of nowhere, like splitting headache. And I was like, done. So my weekend was great. Went to the bars on Friday and Saturday. Um, And Sunday, I watched TV pretty much all day. And that was the best experience of my life because I definitely needed that recharge um, because this week is also going to be pretty crazy. So, yeah. love that. How exciting. I also love that I texted you this weekend and your response was out getting content. (laughs) (laughs) And I really love that you're calling going to the bars these days getting content. Yeah, it's very true. This week I didn't end up on in any place I shouldn't have ended up on or ended up at. Um, I was very, I was very mellow. Um, Had a lot of fun with some friends and drank too many tequila soda with a splash of pineapple. It's my go-to drink. If you haven't tried it, go for it. Um, I had a lot of fun. But now every time I'm out, I'm solely thinking of what I can talk about on the podcast. Um, But also, can we just discuss maybe a little bit of housekeeping as far as the Instagram story that you sent me the other day? (laughs) Okay, I'll explain it. (laughs) so when was a sunday sunday like mid afternoon night or whatever i get an instagram dm from the cowboy himself and i look at it and i'm like wait okay one 
it was a story within a story. So you sent me the story, but I think you meant to send me what the story of the story was. So it's like a whole bunch of like inception within Instagram. So I click on it and I watch the story and I'm like, oh yeah, that's funny. That screams me. But then I realized the profile that you send it, that you sent that posted the story. I was like, how do you know this person? Before you can even answer, I'm like already deep into this person's like Instagram. But fun fact, I've already done my deep diving into this person's Instagram because this person that you know was also one of the toxic gays that I explained in episode one or two of this podcast. (laughs) When I tell you I felt betrayed immediately after we just got done with a gay best friends episode and all of a sudden you're sleeping with my enemies. Are you going to start a podcast with them? Oh, called unbuckle up queers. This is awkward. Very much so. So we actually recorded our first episode yesterday and we're going to call it a buckle up queers after dark. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just kidding. It's so funny because <laughs> I had no idea that that's who you were talking about. And I've met this person in person like one time. And other than that, we've just been like social friends. And probably about a year and a half ago, we like chatted a lot. Um, just like friendship wise, like they were going through something they were like being needing help um and i'll always do that like i don't really care who you are if you're like going through something i'm trying so hard to not be specific in this this conversation um but if you're like going through something that i've experienced and can relate to i will always be that friend for you um and this person has always been kind to me, and it turns out that you have not had the same experience, which is funny <laughs> because we joke a lot that we're fraternal twins in all aspects, like personality, yeah. looks, height, weight, like we're almost the same person. Everything. Just like the nicer version of you, maybe. Very much so, because when you were telling that, my instant response was like, wow, you're a good fucking person. <laughs> I would have blocked this person immediately. I already did block them. Checks out. Oh man. <laughs> what a what a small world the, the gay community is and I hate how small the gay community is. Everybody knows each other. Everyone has a reputation, but it's it's okay. We'll get past this. It's our first little um bump in the road on our road to success in the buckle up queer podcast (laughs) we will get through this we will rebuild if you do see me on a solo journey podcasting just know it's because i blocked the cowboy (laughs) i feel very secure in the fact that you can't do this without me because you've never edited a single episode nope absolutely not there's I'm the talent. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Do you know? I really hope that <laughs> I really hope that you know that's a TikTok 
because I say it all the time and I quote it almost too much. Um, but yeah, I think as far as like, one thing I learned about me is a vast majority of my lingo and like my vocabulary comes from a lot of like TikToks, very similar to like a lot of other individuals. Um, but you and I had this talk and I think there's certain lingos or terms that you and I shared that either kind of rubbed us the wrong way or just kind of would like had the hair on the back of our necks stick up. And it's mostly, it's kind of like what the whole idea of where this episode came from is just lingo that has been coined by the gay community. Um, but also lingo or just certain things that now the hets or straight people are starting to adopt. Um, and I'm interested to hear your take on some of these terms or other things that the gay community does that now straight people do. There's nothing you know that I love more than sharing my opinion. <laughs> also, so sorry, but my squirrel brain just kicked in. Can we call our listeners the Heathers? Yeah. The Heathers and the Hets. Exactly. That's kind of what triggered it in my brain was you said Hets, and then my brain said Heathers <laughs> for some reason. I got excited. Anyways. This is actual representation of when two brain cells connect and mm-hmm. they produce gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... it doesn't happen very often. It's my brain cells are like fireflies. They're like constantly searching for each other. But then there's a big spotlight in my brain blinding them so they can't see each other. Mm. And then sometimes that spotlight goes off. So. it's a great analogy. Well, do we want to start with possibly, this was the conversation that both you and I had that we had a lot to talk to talk about. Or do we want to save it for the end, the specific term? Like, where do we want the girth of this conversation to land? Do we want to show or do we want to grow into it? We're for sure going to grow into it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think, well, let's start a little bit light with brunching. Brunching. She... Here, can I give some backstory as to why... I think I have a like underlying frustration with the fact that these words are so commonly being celebrated now. Absolutely. I I think that we as a gay community have come a very long way in this world and we've had to work really hard to get here. Obviously I'm a young cutie little honeyhead, so it, I haven't put in a lot of that work, but our people before us have put in a lot of work to create a safe space for us in the world. And prior to this safe space, these words were used for us to express our individuality and to kind of, they were kind of used as like a tell of who you were safe around and who you knew you could be yourself around. And not that all straight people or hetero people should be punished, because I don't think that in any way. But now that we are more accepted in this world, our culture 
is being watered down by the heads. So, that being said, brunching. I know you're super passionate about going to get brunch with your little Mimos and having the best little Mm -hmm. time. Um, I think that a lot of things happened that led up to the Hets using brunch. And one of those is like drag brunch. Mm -hmm. That used to be a thing that you would go do as a queer individual after a night out on the town, going to the gay clubs, going to the gay bars, having fun, dancing with your gays, they's, them's, he's, she's, queens, everyone. And then you'd go to drag brunch the next day to have like a good breakfast with your friends. Um, And then the Hets learned that drag brunch is actually the best time and started showing up to everyone on every Sunday. Mm -hmm. And now it's impossible to get a freaking reservation on a Sunday at 11, anywhere between 11 and 2. You, if you walk in with more than just yourself expecting a table, it is not happening. Even the brunch places, one, that aren't doing drag, Two, they're not even serving good food. They're just serving a mimosa, which, big surprise, is, like, not hard to make a good one. Um, It's impossible. So I just kind of like to say, and by no means are we gatekeeping and saying if you're, as you said, you can't do these things. But, like, if you're going to go to brunch, invite a gay. Yeah, at least leave room at the table for the people that got you there. Exactly. Think as far as us like kind of coming up with this list. I don't know about you, but when I was like kind of coming up with it, I was thinking of like small little things that I'm like, mm, wait, and that's kind of like a gay term. But then also like diving into like the history of things back when being homosexual or gay or identifying as queer was illegal. A lot of these terms that I have on my list, um, were for safety reasons or to, as you said, kind of decode whether or not you are in a safe place or not. Like the term, um, are you friends with Dorothy? Uh, have you ever heard of that term? Absolutely. That's huge in our, in our history. Friend of Dorothy basically was a code back in the early nineties when, um, being gay or LGBTQIA plus was illegal. Um, it was a code that gays used to just decipher whether or not um, you were in a safe place or not. Um, do you rem- Do you recall who Dorothy is? I don't. I tried googling it really quickly to see if I could come up with it, um, but I also Wikipedia it. Oh, it's Dorothy Gale of the Oz. Uh, the Oz series of novels, uh, which has been interpreted, including much, uh, much queer subtext. So it's Dorothy from Oz. Um, but then also another term that a lot of gay people used is the term roommates. Mm-hmm. I texted you about this. You did. Um, do there is another creative team out there that has created another outlet to express their opinions called more than roommates and when i first came across this i thought it was another gay safe space turns out 
it is not. Which I understand the context of it after um, consuming their content as to why they would name it more than roommates. However, with my knowledge in queer history, when somebody said, oh, they were roommates or him and him were roommates or she and she were roommates, chances are they were probably in an intimate relationship but just couldn't be out in public for their safety. And so I just don't think that we're quite there in society where that term is not problematic, I guess. 100%. So, um, but also, <laughs> I put manhole on there. <laughs> <laughs> the term manhole made my list. I'm so sorry for y'all construction people out there. We have got to come up with a better name for holes in the ground. <laughs> I, I I don't know who even I don't know who even was like you know what let's call it a manhole who thought of that are they still employed or did we ixnay them this one goes out to the men's schools of the world we need you <laughs> to let us know what we can call manholes that is not sexualizing men. I'm almost positive OnlyFans has trademarked the term manhole from here on out. So I hope so. Now cities are in trouble. They're about to get sued. Maybe OnlyFans will sue them like Pepsi tried to sue Sierra Mist, the flight attendant. No, is that why we call it Starry? You really don't know about this? No. Okay, quick rant. Um, Pepsi has a product called Sierra Mist, as we all know. Ah. It is basically the knockoff Sprite. There is a flight attendant out there in the world, and her legal government name is Sierra Mist. Pepsi found this out and tried to sue her for the rights to the name. And she... This is not a joke. <laughs> she won the lawsuit, and they had to change the name of Sierra Mist to Starry. Wait, I think I heard about this, but I didn't know. I think I heard about this a long time ago, where like they could have legit just have left it how it was. Because I don't think... Cause they, that's literally putting a foot in your mouth and just like, oh, shit. How... That was karma biting them in the ass because this girl has no control over what her name is. And they chose, hey, we want to start a fight with a fucking flight attendant. And she said, actually, no. I'm going to countersue you. And now you have to completely go through a whole entire fucking rebrand. Yes. Damn. Okay. She popped off. She's a bad bitch. Sorry. Um... I kind of want to like rapid fire some of these. And then should because we... the, I don't think that they're like important enough that we really need to shed that much light on them. Um, I agree. So here's some terms that the gay community has coined. If you're a head out but... there, but 
Also, I want to point out that a lot of these terms were probably popularized by the gay community, but did not originate from the gay community. A lot of these terms were coined from black drag queens um, or black women. So we're going to give the credit where it's due. Um, I just think that you most commonly hear it in coming out of a gay man's mouth. 100%. And I also, part of this is I don't want people to stop using these words, but I Mm -hmm. do, in my head, if you use this, no matter who you're around, then pop off. Get it, girl. Yes. If you only use these terms when you're around queer people, that's when it turns weird and makes me uncomfortable. I agree. It's like the term code switching, which we'll probably save for another podcast, is what a lot of queer people use to like switch between um, like a heterosexual space versus like a safe queer space. I think this is kind of like the opposite in a bad way when straight people talk with their straight friends and then when they get around gay people they're um it's almost like false allyship absolutely absolutely so So i'm going to start with slay because that's the most current one that every heterosexual queer person anyone in the world right now is using the word slay and it confuses me because Agreed. I'll say, hey, girl, you did so good on that. And they'll be like, slay. And that's just weird. Um, Serving. Serving is another Mm -hmm. one. I think with serving, its counterpart is it's giving, which I frequently use, but I kind of hate it now because I think it's overused. Absolutely. Yes, queen. But yas more like queen. a yas queen with an a with an a bitch. That's a big with one. How how many eyes? We have six in there. Yeah, I think it, in order for it to be like the bitch, it has to have five or more eyes in there. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, this one I'm going to make because this will probably offend some people and I apologize in advance if your ears are sensitive or you're easily offended A, I'm not quite sure why you're here listening to this but B, cunt is my favorite word first of all I was about ready to say the same thing I fucking love using the word cunt same part of it is that in the UK which is where my ha- my family heritage comes from. That's like a common insult. And so growing up, I always found it just like so funny and cute. It's been the password, the passcode to my phone since I was 14. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. Since I was 14 years old and they first came out with the like little pin code lock, it's always been cunt and it will always be that. But just to clarify, in the gay community, we use that as a compliment a term of endearment so if i tell you that you're serving cunt right now you're like i hope that you feel like the most gorgeous bitch on this planet yes because it it's not like oh you're serving cunt that doesn't mean you're being a bitch to the waiter it just really means that you're just like giving it 
all you've got. You're killing it. You're everything. Couldn't have said it better myself. Okay, this next term, um, which I told you, but you didn't know what this meant, is Padam. Yeah, I have no idea. So do you know the song Padam? No. Okay, so Padam is the gay hit of summer 2023. It's Purdue equivalent with Troy Sivan's Rush. Um, and it just means like, like if somebody asks like, what are you doing? You're like, Padam. Means like you're having like the gayest of all times. Like you are being out there flaunting your queerness. You're being gay. You're having fun. You're free spirited. And it's just Padam. Yeah. Hmm. So now you know. So like in Tennessee, I'm I would say Padam. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything Padam about Tennessee. I also don't think there's anything put on about Texas. And the vast majority of the southern states are not put on. There is when I'm here. Put on, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this next one is Kiki or Kikiing. Oh, fuck. There's a whole song about it. Yeah. The straights have no idea what this song is. I've played it in public spaces and they look at me like I just put on an anthem of a different country. (laughs) It just kind of means like you are gossiping with the girls. Like you're going back and forth, whatever it may be. But then there's the other term, and I should have wrote this down, is Coco. Which just kind of means you're getting a little bit more playful and platonic with the girls mm-hmm. and also so. like in the queer community we use kiki for kind of everything so like mm-hmm. if i'm going to get coffee i'll say hey do you want to go kiki meet me at the shop yes. or if we're going out to the club because it's my birthday we're going to go have a kiki but you're, whatever so, it is you're doing it with the girls yes so in other words when we were coming up with the podcast name five episodes in, all we do is Kiki. Kiki girl. Keep kikiing. <laughs> um okay. This next one. Mother. 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 So mother kinda is normally it's a how do I want to describe it? It's more so, once again, kind of like an act. Like, they are serving. I'm going to do so bad with explaining this. Do you have a better definition with this? I think that the way that I would say is, okay. If there's a performer on stage and you're like, yes, mother, yes. You're giving her the power of being that, like, in theory, mothers hold the highest power in this world because they give life, they nurture life, they take care of us, they love us. You're giving them that title of, like, everything. It's like a human presence of a god, almost. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I literally couldn't say it better myself. For slang for mother, it's mama. Mama. Yes, mama. Yep. 
Yep. Um, and this last one that I have on here before we kind of get to the real girth of it, the base of the conversation, um, is, and I feel like this given term is different depending on who you are and where you're at. So we love that for you. We love that for you. In like Southern terms, it's like, bless her heart. Bless your heart. (laughs) In gay terms, it means like, oh, poor you. But like in the sweetest way possible of like, oh, she just, she really can't help that she's dumb. (laughs) Or like if, and I have seen this so many times and I crack up every single time is if like somebody asks like oh are you are you straight and they're like yeah and they're like we love that for you we love that for you we really do it's throwing shade a hundred percent if so if a gay gives you we love that for you they're throwing shade and depending on who they are it might not be in the best way speaking of throwing shade i had an encounter within the last three months Gays are sassy as fuck. We just are. We're witty. We're sarcastic. That's our culture. And it's probably a trauma response, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. I said something to someone and some girl walked by and said, damn, he just read you for filth. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I didn't even read him yet. I did not even read him yet. That was just a conversation. Can we talk about the term reading or getting read or read? Yes. Do you know where it stems from? Because I learned about it many, many, many moons ago when Mama Ru would open the library and allow them to read. And I know that you don't follow RuPaul's Drag Race, but she is someone who has a very large impact on the queer community and inspires and honestly just saves a lot of lives for the queer community but Mm -hmm. every season there's an episode where she opens the library and the queens get to read each other and it's one of my favorite episodes because it's always the funniest fucking episode but yes let's talk about it do you know where it comes from that's where i know it from i was gonna say that's where that's the only way i know it from as far as like from rupaul love yeah, but I think you should probably take a, take the definition because out of people who are good at reading people, I think you're probably one of the tops. <laughs> I will take that um, just because I do know that I'm very witty when it comes to my sass and I know that I'm extremely sarcastic, but reading somebody is when you are in a situation where you are being truthful in a way that most people will not accept as kindness. It is when you are protecting yourself by putting somebody down before they get the chance to speak. I thought we, I think we might have a little bit of a little bit of a different definition I was going to say reading somebody is kind of, in a sense, like, roasting them. 
But also, like, you are not reading random strangers on the street. Like, you are doing it for people that you love. Also comes with a little bit of sassiness, some sarcastic and maybe some passive aggressiveness. But, like, it's done amongst friends. Like, and, like, really, really good friends where, like, you can be truthful with them and kind of say it how it is without them being upset about your honesty. So that's kind of where I think when it comes to like reading individuals. I love it. You're not wrong. So really reading is just a gay roast. Pretty that's yeah. I love like it. I would say you and I read each other pretty pretty frequently. <laughs> <laughs> uh maybe you read me a little bit more than i read you but <laughs> hey. but also i feel like it's kind of like the definition like reading is like the words are on the the words are on the page and the ones who aren't your true friends are scared to read them for how they are and they'll just give you an interpretation but your true friends are the ones that read it how it is and tell you exactly how it is like listen bitch Bitch. Bitch. This is how it is. We could have a whole conversation with the word bitch. Also, that's a special queer talent. Bitch. Yes. Bitch. 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 (laughs) (laughs) You so, honestly, you so could. Like, if you go up to your gay friends and, like, also, one thing that gay people are really good about is having a full-on conversation with their eyes or, like, facial features without even, like, saying a word. Like, I can guarantee you if you and I were to walk into a room where it's just you and I kind of know each other and maybe we know some other people, we're across the room. We know, both know exactly, I don't fuck with this person. We don't like this person. Bitch. Uh, serving cunt over there mm-hmm. that's mother we don't even have to have a dialogue we had a full conversation we had a summary we had a climax we had a three-part series all with looks in our eyes you're not wrong i'm right it's a talent it's 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 a rupaul given talent thanks mama ru Love you. Thank you. Okay. But I think that we need to get into probably this stem, this whole entire episode, is the phrase partner. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? (laughs) I can go. Okay. I use this term. I'm pretty sure I used it in our last episode. Or at least in one of our episodes. Um, And it's funny because for me, partner is not a word I use often, but it is a word I will use. And there's a few reasons why I use it. If I'm in a space where I don't feel comfortable saying my boyfriend, I will use the word partner because it is a neutral term in today's society. Mm -hmm. And so if I feel that there's any threat to me, I will use the word partner if i am trying to protect their identity in the sense of like 
who they are. I will say partner, um, which that one doesn't come up very often, but it has over the last eight years. Um, but overall, I also don't like that term. Um, it's more of like a safety thing for me. And so mm-hmm. I will more often than not use the term boyfriend. Um, I would say maybe 7% of the time I use the word partner. And if I use that word, there's a chance I don't feel that comfortable around the people I'm with. So in other words, you just didn't feel comfortable with the Heathers? I don't feel comfortable with you. That's okay. Mm -hmm. The feelings mute. Unpopular opinion. Um, You're actually way nicer than people say. So I feel pretty comfortable with you. I love that for me. (laughs) Okay. So I gave this a lot of thought and I wholeheartedly agree with you that it is a more neutral based term. Um, And I think as far as like, if you break it down, there's just no other words that kind of satisfy it. Like if you use the term like, boyfriend or girlfriend it kind of is not giving maybe you're not in like the most serious of relationship uh significant other is just too it's just too much um so i do like that we do land on the term partner it's gender neutral um everyone can use it however i don't like the term for Unless your partner is does not identify as boyfriend and girlfriend. So if they are non-binary, I do agree in that sense. And here's the reason why. One, if you are a straight person that uses the term partner, I think you're gay. I think you somehow identify with the LGBTQI plus community. And then I get a little bit upset when I'm like, wait, why... Why can't you use the term boyfriend or girlfriend or wife or husband to explain your partner? Like you, we live in a very straight, safe environment. Like there is no reason why you shouldn't use that term. Um, It almost kind of gives like being PC or politically correct without like really knowing why you need to be PC or politically correct in this given sense. Like, I feel like it is just one of those things of like, Hey, start using this because it's more inclusive. And then people just adopted it without doing further research as to like why it's important to be inclusive in that sense. Um, Also kind of like the same thing to counter it with like a, like a gay person. Also, for some reason, I feel like the term partner is pretty frequently used more so in lesbian relationships as opposed to like in gay men relationships. I could totally be completely wrong. Maybe that's just the people that I've heard it from and surrounding it by. But also when someone uses the term partner around me, I kind of turn it around like, wait, why don't you feel comfortable using the term boyfriend or girlfriend around me like do you not think that i'm a safe space and then i kind of turn it around and like what can i do to make sure that like i am a safe space for those around me um so to kind of like sum it up i think it 
is probably the most I feel like moving forward we should use it a lot more and normalize it but also at the same time maybe it's because like when I did hear the term I immediately thought that that individual like I hate to say it but to me it kind of comes off as a little bit more like a slur and I don't know how to I don't know how to explain that and put it to words as to why it does. Unless, as I said, the person identifies as non-binary. Yeah, it's just, I don't, I don't enjoy the term. Um, I wish that we could all just live in a world where like you can say, oh yeah, this is my boyfriend or this is my husband or, you know, a straight person. I also just don't like if somebody were like, if a straight man were to say, this is my wife or if a straight girl were to say, this is my husband. I don't think that we should be offended by that. 100%. I don't think that we should. I don't think we should come into arms and like, Oh, well you need to be a little bit more inclusive and like say partner because yeah, they are a partner, but also they're your wife or, they're your husband or whatever it is. So we should just all be gay and happy and tell everyone that we're dating men. Put on, put on. That's it. Um, my last big one that I don't know if a lot of people are aware of is gold star gay and what it means. So, and the different levels of stars. Yeah. Can we just talk about my last big one, which is Gold Star Gay? And there's a few levels to it. So we have Gold Star Gay, which is a gay man who has never been with a woman. And then we have a double Gold Star Gay, who is a gay man who has never been with a woman, but who is also born through C-section. So they've never entered or exited the female parts. This term can also be used for lesbians, queer women. And we call that the gold star lesbian who has never been with a man. Yes. Fun. We love gold star gays. We love them. We love all gays, but... It's like when it's... So for those of you who are like, how do you identify a gold star gay? It's when we come out, um, Anderson Cooper or Andy Cohen or like one of the gay queens in the community um, sends us a gay card uh, with the rainbow on it. And if you're a gold star, double gold star, it's on the bottom. Similar to how your driver's license has the organ organ donor. this is on the bottom of it and you do need this gay id to enter a lot of gay clubs um also to buy poppers so um if you lose it it's really 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 hard to renew um you don't maybe we'll talk about that how to renew your gay license in another podcast absolutely and it's especially hard to fake one these days because what they've done is they've taken RuPaul's lips and pressed them into the card on every card. And so when you hold it up to the light, you see her lips. 
Yeah. It's they've it whoever's in charge of the anti counterfeit gay IDs is like absolutely top notch. They deserve a raise. Yeah, we love them. Keeping us all safe. Yes. And honest. Um and also just like instead of like your weight number, it just says like what gay you are. So like you could be like lipstick lesbian twink. Um and so to renew it they will read you and they will give you the up down with their eyes. I'm like, babe, you are no longer a twink. You're a twonk. Or um, they check your, like your muscles of like how much you can lift. And they also check your uh, Equinox membership to see how many times you go into the gym to be classified as a muscle gay. That's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. a, it's a whole ordeal. It's a lot of admin y'all. Do you know what time it is? It's Buckle Bear Roundup. This segment where I talk to our in-house cowboy about trends and things that are happening online that he just doesn't see. And as his gay best friend, it is my responsibility that we keep that gay ID valid. You kids keep me so young. Exactly. Okay, first of all, and this is not one of my topics, and I wasn't going to put this on here, but Zach Bryan got arrested? Yes, but, okay, the world's being so dramatic about it right now, and, yeah, first of all, Zach Bryan's the hottest human on this planet. He's gorgeous, no matter what, and then they put out his mugshot, yes. and then I was like, he's still so hot, even after being arrested, which, whatever, but... Somehow he the man was, got hotter in prison. Absolutely. In the hour and a half he was there. He also handled it very well too. Like I feel like a lot of times when celebrities do something very incorrect, you can tell that their responses is is like very like it's combed through a team of PR. Um and it's like almost like not their words, but from what I saw, he just like posted a video on tiktok and honestly i would have not even known it was him because of like how casual it was but also how casual he looked and he completely owned up to everything and was like hey this is my dog we're driving here and like bada bing bada boom so uh props to zach bryan also the fact that like he was in his car alone driving somewhere like it sounded like a road trip alone after he just released an album just those two did not click in my brain um Especially because his album is like popping off right now too. So I would have thought that he would be on like this huge massive press tour surrounded by security, but he's just an average Joe. Anyways. Um, so continuing on this gay terms um, episode on this uh, segment of Buckle Bear Roundup, have you heard of the gay work week? No, but I want that. I solely want to live off of the gay work week. Um, so we'll just start, let's start with when your weekend starts as a gay person, just because we all know that's the best part of the week is the weekend. So in the gay work week, your, a Thursday is a gay Friday, right? Meaning during the summer, you're taking summer Fridays, you're out of the office at like 12 or one, or if you maybe have to wrap up those emails, you're out by two at the latest okay 
Then we come to Friday, which is actual Friday, except for we're not working on Fridays. It's just because we're gay. Plain and simple. That's it. We don't need any other reasons. Saturday is a Saturday. It's for the boys. Um, You're out having fun. You're maybe going to a fun little lunch. Um, and then you're day drinking into the night, plain and simple. Um, then between Saturday and Sunday, gay Sunday, um, is brunch. You are brunching. You're probably hitting up two or three different brunch spots. Um, so you're getting endless mimosas at one, then you're getting eggs, Benny at another, and then you're probably getting a little snack and bottomless at this other brunch. Um, and then you're day drinking, you're probably hitting up a farmer's market as well too. Um, and then you're hitting up karaoke or another drag show at night. And then we have Monday, which is the gay Sunday. So this is where you're running all your errands. You're going to target, um, you're going to Trader Joe's, you're meal prepping, maybe even cleaning up the apartment, doing some laundry, whatever it is. That's what's happening on Monday. Um, your status on your computer is active and maybe every once in a while you're firing off an email or a text message just to seem pretty active, um, online. Then we got Tuesday, which is the gay Monday. So you're coming in, you're sluggish, uh, and you're just really, you have a case of the Mondays. You can't be bothered because it's Monday. Then we have Wednesday, um, which is Wine Wednesday. Um, I forgot to talk about Tuesday. The only reason why we enjoy Tuesday, even though it is the gay Monday, is because we know that there is a restaurant out there that is uh, doing Taco Tuesdays and half-off margaritas. So we're loving the margaritas. Um, on Tuesdays. And then we have Wednesday, um, which is Friday's Eve in the gay world. Um, and then we're celebrating that with a little Pinot. We're selling that with some uh, some Chardonnay, some Rosé on Wine Wednesday. We're getting 50% off at your local wine bar. Um, so that is the gay work week. That sounds like a delight. Magical. It's a, it, padam. Padam. Exactly. This has been the most educating episode I think we've ever done. Honestly, we should pretty much just have our doctorate in the gays. We're getting there. Yeah, pretty much. They're in our courses right now. Exactly. Okay. Next one. And I'm going to be really surprised if you have not heard of this, is girl math. Oh, girl math is. I girl math all the time. All the time. So girl math, for those of you who have been living under a rock, is essentially it's just math that just makes sense to everybody else except for like a 40-year-old straight white man. Doesn't make sense. Um, But girl math is um, if you pay in cash, it's free. Girl math is if... You walk past a store and they're having a sale and you don't buy something, you are losing money in the future. It's it's a loss. We're chalking that up as a loss. Or girl math is if you buy concert tickets, like let's say it is September right now and you're buying a concert ticket for January. When January comes and you're going to that concert, it's free. 
Okay. So I've come up with some gay math. Um, I think that, you know, in the math world, you have algebra one, which is girl math. Girl math is algebra one. Then we have algebra two, which is gay math. So a little bit more complex in certain aspects. So would you like to hear some of my gay math? Absolutely. Okay. In the gay world, gay math is iced coffee is not in your budget because coffee is caffeine and caffeine makes you work. So without coffee, you are not working. Without working, you are getting not getting paid. So therefore, you not buying the coffee, you're losing money because you're not working. Absolutely. Okay. Glad that we can agree on that one. The next one is when you go to the gay bars, you are saving money, actually. And here's why. We all know that a gay pour is like double the amount of a regular pour. So you are getting BOGO when you go to a gay bar. You are saving money going to a gay bar. That's genius. Thank you. Uh, I'm honestly, I just, I'm just a gay math whiz. Okay. Next brunch is a religion. So you can write it off on your taxes. Okay. Um, and I think that this is kind of maybe also girl math, but any money that you have in your Venmo account is free money. That is free money. So if you go out to brunch And you put your card down, which let's just also, let's clear the air. If you are going out to a restaurant, you are putting one card down. Plain and simple. Okay. All your friends are Venmoing you that money. You now made money. And then when you go and buy that elsewhere, whatever you bought with that Venmo money, it was for free. It was an investment at that point. And this one is a little bit more advanced. So we're kind of getting to the gay trigonometry. Or maybe this is like accounting. Um, If you paid for cash, it's free. Unless you tipped a drag queen, then it is an act of activism. So really tipping a drag queen is donating to charity. And can be written off on taxes also. Yes. So being gay can be written off on your taxes. I love this for us. Yeah. Also, one of my fears in life is tax evasion. (laughs) I can't imagine why. We all have them. We all have. We all have them. Yeah. Yeah. I love gay math and I love girl math. Yes. The gays and the girl math is phenomenal and we should. So this is what we're, as we come to an end on this episode, let's just move forward with all the hets and the heathers out there and let's all come together and let's agree that we are going to live the gay work life um, or sorry, we're going to live the gay work week, but also do gay and girl math from here on out. 
that's all it takes is for us to step up and actually start implementing this. There's enough girls and gays to make this a world change. Thank you. Thank you. Slay mama. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, thanks for being gay with us today. Love you.